What's up? Welcome into the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. So glad that you're with us with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood. We got Jay, we got Jay Moore, we got you. And we're going to cross talk with Black and Abdallah in an hour right here on ESPN 1000. So we, this is a football Friday and we broke down in our last hour who's going to win. You can go back in the archives and check out the uh, second hour of this show when we talked about who's going to win the final four of the NFL playoffs. But just... As a side note, as a huge side note, we got to mention Charlotte against the Bulls. You say, oh, we're going to break that game down? No, not necessarily. That's not what Cap and I are here to do, to break down the 111-96 loss to Charlotte. Here, here's, here's the story. So Cap sees me in our office doing a talk show hit with friend Jeff Rickard from WFNZ in Charlotte. Known him for 10 years, done shows with Jeff. He's a programmer now at that radio station. He wants to have me on to preview Bulls Charlotte. Okay. Notice we didn't book Jeff for that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that's not what this show does. <laughs> right, but he but in that market, like, oh, Hoodie knows about the Bulls. He works on Sirius XM NBA radio. Let's put him on and talk about the Bulls. They're an interesting story. Sure, I come on. So I do ten minutes. You saw me in the office talking you to him. You were in right? our office. Just breaking it down, right? right. And I told Rickard, I said, he goes, well, you know, the Hornets aren't very good this year. We were missing a lot of players and, you know, ball this and ball. I said, don't be surprised if the Hornets beat the Bulls tonight. He chuckled on the air live. Ha, ha, ha. There's no way, pal, that the, that the Bulls are going to beat this Hornets team. I said, do not be surprised if the Bulls drop this one because of their inconsistency. Cap, you cannot spell Chicago Bulls basketball without the S, the H, the I, and you know the last letter. You can't spell it without those four letters. That's exactly what this Bulls team is at 22 and 26. How is it? That this team, and the one thing we don't complain about is, well, Levine sits out so much and DeRozan sits out much, which is plaguing the league. No, with this Bulls team, no, they show up when they want to show up. Against Golden State, against Boston, against some of the upper echelon teams in the NBA. But when it takes, when you take on an Indiana Pacers team or Orlando or Oklahoma City or this game last night against Charlotte, they just lay down. You have the opportunity to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, and they just lay down. This team will not get right. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this team this year because clearly they don't want the spotlight. They don't want the smoke. 22-26. and 26. And then you, you perform like that against Charlotte, a team that's shorthanded. And here's the disconnect with this team. There's two different styles. There's De- DeMar DeRozan, smooth, under-the-basket style that gives you those twos. Does a great job as far as the mid-range game. And then you got Zach Levine on the other end in which you said low IQ as a basketball player. A guy that shoots threes or goes to the basket and doesn't go to the basket enough. Here's Billy Donovan's issue. How do you bring two different styles together on the floor? There shouldn't be two different styles. There should be one style, the bull style. If I asked you, what's Bulls basketball? How do you describe the style? You couldn't tell me. I could tell you Boston style. I could tell you Milwaukee style. I could tell you Memphis's style. But you, there is no style with the Bulls because you got two different type of styles out there where DeRozan's just trying to take his time, drain the shot clock, get the best shot available. Zach Levine is trying to do threes in transition and missing a lot of them. And then you're waiting about Vucevic, and you're saying, okay, which night is he going to come to play? Is he going to have double-digit rebounds? Will he foul out? Will he be a factor? This roster sucks. And here's the problem with the Bulls. They're not at the top where you can say they're going to contend. They're not in there in the sweepstakes for a top draft pick. They are in basketball hell in the middle. That's the worst place to be. And so where are you going with this? We could say today, 
you could trade Levine, you could trade DeRozan, but where are you going after that? Unless you either blow it up or you add on to the, the crap that you already have there on the west side. Where are you going with it? It's ridiculous. Every night we're watching this team, it's like, are they going to win? Are they going to lose? You can't go through life like that, Cap. Either you're going to win or you're not. It's unbelievable with this team. And then, of course, everyone's going to blame Billy Donovan and say, well, you got to fire Donovan. Like, this team's going to change if you fire Billy Donovan and add Mo Cheeks to the bench. The team is what they are. So I just, it is fascinating to me that our tourist kind of shows, and you said it, Cap, you're not going to do anything over there. You're going to sit there and just let this team just be average. Here comes the deadline. What are you going to do about it? Not much of anything, because you are stuck as a franchise, period. I literally never sit any show. I stand for three hours. I just pulled up a chair, sat back. I love your passion. Love it! Because you spoke the truth. And the most reprehensible part of the whole thing, it's not Zach making turnovers. It's not this guy missing a shot. It's not that guy doing... It's the fact that the front office is more invisible than Ryan Pace was when he was here. Have you heard from Arturis? No, and you won't. Have you heard from Mark Eversley? No, and you will not. That's the executive vice president and the general manager. Those two guys. Not a freaking word. Have you heard from Michael Reinsdorf? You will not. Not a freaking word. That's it. Just keep clicking the counters on the tickets sold over there at 1901 West Madison. That is a poorly constructed roster. You can tweet at me, Billy Donovan didn't do that. Stop. Hoodie's exactly right. You could change the coaches. It does not matter. Billy's a damn good basketball coach. He's been given a lousy-ass roster. They Did, did they go get shooting in the offseason? Everyone not. knew they needed it. Nope, they didn't. Did they go in the luxury tax? Nope. They don't care enough about winning, and that's a fact. It just, it just and what I'll chalk it up to is, Wow, the Bulls beat Brooklyn, and they beat Philadelphia, and they beat Boston, and they beat some of the good teams. But when it comes down to stretch, when it comes to the playoffs, this team will be nowhere to be found. I don't even know if this team is a playoff team. And by the way, I've tried to resist for a long time, Cap, what you said. And you said this, and no one else has really said this, maybe Sylvie. And that is, is this team any better than it was under Gar Pax? And I tried to hold back on that and say, well, let's, let's see what happens. Let's ha- see, uh, but now it's getting to February. And I don't see anything different than we saw from Gar Pax as far as the, where the team is going in the right direction. It's just stuck. You can't just be stuck. There's, a, there's two different ways of being stuck. You could be the Bulls under 500 trying to cling to a playoff spot at the end. Or you could be stuck and say, boy, you know, there's a ceiling on our success. We can't get past Boston. We can't get past you know, Brooklyn. We can't get past the, the Milwaukee Bucks. And you're just stuck there like in the fourth or fifth seed. Then you could do, right? When you're just a good team but not good enough to beat the upper echelon. This Bulls team, they're stuck to the point where they more than likely they won't make the playoffs based on how they're playing. But you've got to figure out the styles. Someone's got to go. Now, now what's going to win in the end? Levine's going to win at the end. He will. Because that style resonates in the league. Either threes or layups. That's where we are because of analytics. You and I like the smooth game of DeRozan. Okay, because the guy's just trying to get buckets. He's not trying to overtake the team. But there's still a disconnect. I thought after they came back from Paris that things would change. And everything's the same now. 
Everything's the same. They play Orlando on Saturday. I don't know if they can beat Orlando, quite frankly, because Orlando already beat their ass once this year. Here. Come on now. Okay, so you know who Mark Stein is. I do. The Stein line. He is locked in on the league. Jake Fisher, locked in on the league. Well, they have just tweeted moments ago. Maybe they were listening to you. There are rumblings in the NBA. Chicago Bulls are looking to possibly move Alex Caruso, their best defender other than Patrick Williams. Guess what the price is? Hmm. Two first-round picks. <laughs> Two first-round picks for Alex Caruso. What are they? Protected beyond 2046? Stop. Who's giving two first-round picks for him? Really? Really? Nice piece. Yes. Like, if I'm a contender, I'll be like, I'll take Alex Caruso. Give yes. you the 26th pick. Yes. Two first-rounders? Yes. For that guy? Stop. You're Come not, on. You're not getting two first-rounders for Alex Caruso. If they Stop. can pull that off, God bless him. Yeah. Then that, that, that is quite a ransom. for. But, but And with Alex Caruso, I said at the time of the signing, I said... This is a key signing for the Bulls. People laughed. I said, why? I said, ask LeBron James, is he missing the grit and grind of an Alex Caruso? It may not show up in the box score, but that's not, it's not about the box score. It's about watching the game and watching him be able to seal off baselines. He's taking on the best guards in the league. He might not be a, an elite defender, but he does the job. He also does a good job starting the break on offense. So he's a nice key piece, I, I like but, but should never be the, the piece. Yeah, you know, like he and Ball when they when Ball was healthy were really good bookends defensively on the perimeter. If somebody calls you Arturis and gives you two first round picks for Alex Caruso, get in the car and drive in there as fast as you can. Good player, no question. Like having him, you need draft capital. I just, it, it's just so ridiculous, Cap. That. You sit down, you want to be able to watch Bulls basketball, and you feel, okay, they can turn the corner. You see them beat Golden State on Sunday, right, Again, uh, on the 15th against Golden State. And you say, okay, now maybe they, they beat a scrappy Atlanta team. Okay, maybe they've turned the corner. And then you lose against Indiana. What about that Indiana game? What about that? I mean, so you have a nice, comfortable lead. 21 was as high as 21, and you lose the game? In the fourth quarter, I'm watching on the bus at 3 in the morning coming, coming to Midway. I'm like, how in the hell they lose this game? I'm watching the replay. I'm like, how do you relinquish the lead like that? Because they don't believe. Now, now their underachievement is with Billy Donovan. He gets blamed, too, because that's his team. But also the roster does not believe. There's a bunch of individual parts and not a team there. How about this? I'll go as far as saying this. The Brooklyn Nets have more of a team than the Chicago Bulls. And that's a with Kyrie and KD and that nonsense, you haven't heard a peep from them since Kyrie came back. Look at the Bulls. They just do it very quietly, though. It's just not that out there in the press. There's a difference there. There's something underlying about this team that just will not make this team work. Everything about this team is underlying. They gave the head coach an extension in secret. Everything about this team is underlying, whether it's the roster construction, whether it's infighting in the locker room, if that's happening, whether it's the head coach getting an effing extension. It all happens in secret. I don't understand it. I just, I just, you lose against Charlotte Cap? Charlotte's trying to tank. Trying. (laughs) It's just, and so, like I said, this is why, thank God, we've got the draft coming up and Justin Fields because talking about this team every night would just drive me crazy. Every morning would drive me crazy. They'll be on monitor four for now. They're not going to get the mixed screen. They'll get monitor four down the line because there's a lot more interesting NBA to talk about than this. 
I mean, what, what is this supposed to be? This is slop at 22 and 26. What are you supposed to be here? And then where are you going? I'd like to hear from the, the management. Tell me what your plan is. You want me to buy in? Tell me your plan. So I'm using these airwaves. We would like to have Arturis or Mark Eversley on the show. We will make time. You tell us what works for you. Kappa Jehu would like to have you on. Just want to get some answers of what you think this direction is supposed What is it supposed to be? Losing against Charlotte? Losing against Indiana? Cap, where are you going? Agreed. And then you can blow it up. And then, of course, you blow it up. Do we remember the time when the Bulls tried to blow it up? And then how long it took to try to even be a playoff team? Horrific. Horrific. You trust it in a thing. You trust this franchise to be able to build the right players to be able to get back up there? Here's why I don't want to be. I don't want to be Detroit. I don't want to be, I'd rather be Oklahoma City with a lot of picks, but I want to be a contender and be in the mix every year. You can't do it with this team. These parts, this, these dogs don't hunt. There's a problem here. You just don't have enough talent. You do not. 312. Do not. 312 332 3776 is our phone number. So, Cap and I want to find out from you are the Bulls really the furthest team from a title in Chicago? Based on everything that we know about all our teams, who's the furthest from the title and why could it be the Bulls? We'll discuss it coming up next. The Friday folder at 935. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at 7. Cap and Jay Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Don't forget, we'll get a chance to cross talk with Black and Abdallah coming up at 10 o'clock. They're in for Greeny. And also their special show, Want to Bet with Black and Abdallah, brought to you by FanDuel. They're going to be on from 1.30 to 5.30. So as you watch the NFL playoffs, check out Black and Abdallah. You can watch it on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Also uh, at ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. So it's everywhere. And why are they doing the special show on Sunday? Because they were asked to. No, because... <laughs> Danny threatened <laughs> Because they were told, you got to come in. No, because we love to win money. We want to get you ready for the NFL Championship weekend and keep you company during the games. We'll talk about all the live action with the bets and the live plays and everything else as the game progresses. One thirty to 5.30, check in with Bleck and Abdallah on Sunday. All right, are the Bulls really the furthest team from a title in Chicago? We're talking to you about it. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Um, you know, Cap, during that time of post-Thibodeau into Hoiberg, that the teams that weren't very good, the Boylan administration, those are some tough times. And we've seen a lot of tough times before Jordan and definitely after Thibodeau. It was hard to watch some of those teams, 22-win teams. It was hard to watch the Tim Floyd teams. I don't want to go back there, but where else can you go when you may not make the playoffs and you're good enough to just hang in there? I don't want to see that. I want this team to be one of the eight top eight teams in the East. I'd love to see that. I just don't think it's currently constructed. And will Purdue last night? Yeah. Will Purdue, after the game, Mm -hmm. talked about the awful performance down the stretch, talked about this culture of this team. I thought Will Purdue was amazing. Stacy said it. He hit it on the head. We've talked about it. We've said it before. It keeps rearing its ugly head. It's, it's a lack of mental toughness. You know how you solve that? You start making trades. Because I think the one thing I would like to see is 
somebody have the you-know-what to step up and say, well, when Lonzo comes back, we'll, we, we'll be all right, because that person needs to be decked. Girl. You can't possibly <laughs> think that's the answer. Right. Hey, Michael Jordan ain't walking through that door. On NBC Sports Chicago. How about that? I love those guys. Ooh. Jason Goff. Man. Uh, Kendall Gill. Mm-hmm. Will Purdue. They do a wonderful job. I've been in that studio for a lot of years. It's not an easy job to walk the line of you're the team broadcaster and you have to tell the truth. Lord knows Joe Madden had issues with me at times. Yeah. That's fine. It is what it is. But last night, Sylvie was locked in on the game at the party. Mm-hmm. I was locked in for a while. It was 81 to 80. And I'm bowling against my wife. But Sylvie goes, are you aware what's going on? Did you see what happened here? He said, Zach had 14 at the half. He ended up with 18. He's your leading scorer that you paid $215 million to. This is starting to be more than a trend. That he's making poor decisions. Basketball IQ is not great. Well, I tape every game. I get home last night. I'm like, I got to see what Sylvie was talking about here, about this meltdown. Holy. Like, and then what Will was saying was spectacularly well done. It's pretty stiff. But will they have the cojones to make trades to go, you know what, guys, we tried, put a lot of money into this team. It didn't work out. We're going to change the narrative around here. No. Interesting how the Bulls and the Sox are somewhat in the same spot. Because the White Sox were just 500 mm-hmm. last year. Right. So which way are you going? You're going to get worse or you're going to get better and be the contender that you should be? Correct. That's the big question. It's funny how the, both of those organizations are the same. The Bears, we know where they're going. They're rock bottom trying to make their way up. The Blackhawks rebuilding, rock bottom on their way up. Cubs are coming up. They're starting to simmer. They're starting to come up a little bit here because the Swanson signing's good. You know they won't make the playoffs this year. But look out, 24, 25, you're adding more pieces, especially in the National League Central. You should be right there in the mix. So the headline on Bleacher Nation, their Bulls segment, Bulls section, They do a great job at Bleacher Nation. With the NBA trade deadline looming, it's time for the Bulls front office to accept defeat. That's You cannot write a better headline. God, I I hate to go right back there to the being in Secaucus, having the chair. Here you go, Chicago Bulls are always going to be there. Yes, this is John Smith, the assistant trainer. He will represent Chicago. Here you go. It's the Bulls chair. It is kind of like... Elgin Baylor would always have his chair. For the Clippers. For the Clippers. Elgin, you, you always sit here. This is where you go. Elgin? Is that Nipsey Russell or is that Elgin Baylor? Right. And then we'll have, <laughs> then we'll have Adam Silver and Russ Granick. Isn't that the Russ assistant Granick. commissioner? Yes. Yes, and with the seventh pick, that will go to the Chicago Bulls. Great! just don't want to be the Sacramento Kings. I just don't... Even the Kings are better, actually. The Kings are actually, <laughs> yeah. they've taken some steps. God. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Downtown Kevin on Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, Kev. Hey, guys. Yeah, Bulls are in a bad spot, and, you know, their their outlook is the third best team at best in the division for at least the next couple of years, just behind Milwaukee and Cleveland. And so if you're the front office, you got to swallow it, and you need to trade DeMar because – if you look at the Pacers last year, they got a first-round pick for Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. Demar is on a dreamboat contract. He's under contract for next year at you know twenty-four million or whatever it is. So if you're a contender, you've got a two-year window if you make a trade for him 
at the deadline. You're easily getting a first-round pick, and you don't have one because of the Vucevic trade unless you finish in the bottom four mm-hmm. and uh, get a top-four pick. And, and that's a big deal because this is a great draft class. So it's a bad spot. I hate to go backwards, but it's, you know, it's a direction, and you've got to get more talent on the roster. Lastly, quickly about Levine. Last year, playoffs, remember he sat out game four, game five, whatever it was. He took a COVID test that morning, tested positive. He did not have to take the COVID test. That upset the locker room. That upset the organization. Um, so there, there's some ill will towards Levine behind the scenes that uh, hasn't come out. Wait, 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 wait. Back up a second. Back up. Yep. So he wasn't feeling well. Took a COVID test and tested positive, and the locker room's mad that he tested positive? Wasn't required. To, NBA had loosened the regulations. Doesn't no matter. no required it, to take COVID tests. But he doesn't want to sp- I got no issues that a guy isn't feeling well, he takes a test, and he's positive. They, they should all be thanking him. Yeah, that whole thing just needs an enema. Uh, Mount Prospect, Ryan's on ESPN 1000. Hey, Ryan. Hey, guys. Uh, great show. Um, Thank you. I... Uh, I feel like, just a couple of points. One, I feel like if I went to sleep in a coma before Paxson, Gar Pax were fired and I woke up, I would think they're still running the team because they have not made any difference right now. This has been the same crap for the last couple of years. Secondly, yeah, DeRozan's nice, Vooch is nice, but I don't think the Bulls can decide if they're trying to win now or win later. I like Patrick Williams a lot, and I think they should keep him. However, when you're trying to make him one of your main options, he needs time to grow. I think they're expecting way too much out of him when more blame, or if you want to call it shouldering the load, should be placed on Levine and DeRozan because these are the guys that should be stepping up right now. You need to let Patrick Williams grow. But you also need to decide, are we trying to win now or are we trying to win when Patrick Williams well, is going to Ryan, be really good in two years? To back up what you're saying, if you're trying to win now, then it's incumbent on ownership to go into the tax. I don't disagree with that, but the fact of the matter is they don't say anything. Like, to your point, Cap, they don't say anything. So how do we know if they're trying to win now or win later either? Because right now, they're not winning now, and they don't look like they're going to win later because they don't have draft picks either. Right. You're That's right. True. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. And we appreciate your telephone call. That's why they're in the worst position of any team in Chicago sports. So I'll take the first part of his call to my Patrick Williams. You and I talked about this just the other day. I said, in the league, Cap, there are three or four guys that are on the floor, usually three guys on the floor, that you say, okay, here's my shooting guard, or here's my forward, here's my big man that can be able to score. And sometimes the, the fourth and fifth guy on the floor does not get his shots. And for Patrick Williams, I said, Cap, he's just got to be around the rim. I need seven or more rebounds. He can be able to get putbacks that way. He can be able to get some block shots. This team needs defense like a hobo needs a, a ham sandwich, badly, because they just don't guard. But 15 points and five rebounds is in the right dire- is in the right direction, I think, for him. Mm-hmm. But I think that some nights when you see the numbers, you say, "Oh, he only had single digit points." It's because it's the Zach Levine show, because it's the Demar Derozan show. They don't play as a team. You could tell by the 22 and 26 record that it's just about me first. It's about my shots. It's about what I can do. It's not about the team because if it was about the team, this team would be able to come together. And it's not about scoring. 96 points, even in this league, 96 points, you should be able to build on that in this, and beat the Hornets. But they don't guard. That's where it simply comes from. I know it's not sexy, sexy to talk about, but this team will not guard. I said that from the beginning a couple of years ago and got ridiculed on this show for being Nick Friedel, for being negative on the Bulls' defense. This team guard? This team, this team do, do anything to be able to stop anybody? 
If you're long and young and athletic, you can get on, get, go downhill on the Bulls time and time again. Their best defender is Alex Caruso. He's very good. And their second best defender is Patrick Williams. He works really hard defensively. Zach, DeMar, eh, okay. Vooch, eh, okay. Yeah, this is a poorly constructed roster. We've been saying that since day one of this season. Something has to change. There's too many different parts on this team here as we go to Stan on the south side. All right, Stan. Yes, sir, man. I appreciate you guys' passion. Uh, I got really just one question because I think this is what the Bulls are doing. They need a point guard. How long, guys, do we wait on Alonzo Ball? How long do we wait on him? I think that's the answer to the question of what was going to end up happening in the future. A lead guard would help, and that's no shot at Desumu. A lead guard yeah, he's would help. a combo. Yeah. He's a combo. But how, he asked how long you wait on Lonzo Ball. You signed him to an $80 million deal. You wait as long as it takes. You're not going to release him. Yeah. But at some point, you have to go get somebody to replace him. You're telling me if they keep this team together at the deadline, they don't trade anybody. They can't go out and say to their owners, hey, we've got to go trade for whoever the point guard is that's available. Yeah. We've got to make a move. We've got to get a point guard that can play because we don't know when Lonzo's walking through that door. And we need to get a shooter in here. Yeah. No, we're not going to green light the spending. Well, then, then what are we doing here? The Friday folder brought to you by ETI School is right around the corner. But first, Danny's going to put money in your pocket on Cap and J Hood. Here's today's headlines with Captain Jay Hood. The Bulls had another second half meltdown, blowing a lead to the lowly Charlotte Hornets by the score of 111 to 96. DeMar DeRozan finished sixth among guards in All Star voting, just missed being selected as an All Star starter. The Blackhawks beat Calgary by a score of 5 to 1, improving to 7 and 5 in January. What are they doing? And Billy Packer passed away at the age 82 on Captain Jay Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's Home for Sports. Because it's Friday. It's time for the Friday Folder. And you ain't got shit to do. On the Cap and Jay Hood Show. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN1000. Time for the Friday Folder and it's brought to you by... That's a fine. I have the money. God. That's first time all week, too. The Friday Folder is brought to you by the ETI School of Skilled Trades. We say good morning to Snarling. Good morning, boys. Uh, I want to start with Hoodie, the end of our news update there. A man who endeared himself to David Kaplan, Billy Packer, passed away at the age of 82. All right, let's listen now. Some thoughts from Billy Packer. I never worked at being a broadcaster. I never had a goal to be a broadcaster. I never had a goal to to move up in the broadcasting ranks. I never considered it a job. It was a, a hobby, something I love to do. I love to prepare for games. Uh, I love the association I had with, with not only the coaches and the players. And, and I, I've never been a sports fan. So it's, it's an odd combination there. But I... I love to say what I saw, and I love to prepare for basketball games, and I really didn't care who won the games. But uh, the association in broadcasting with so many great guys that, that really were broadcasters, you know, the, the Kurt Gowdys, and, uh, who I did my first national championship with, and, and 34 years later I did my last one with Jim Nance. So you start talking about guys that were consummate professionals, 
that uh, that really devoted their life to broadcasting not only basketball but multiple sports. They're the people that belong in a place like this, not somebody like myself. So, Cap, a longtime uh, broadcaster of the Final Four and college basketball for CBS, Billy Packer, passing away at age 82. Sympathies to the family. I'll be very honest. You know me. I only know one way. He was an ass. He was an a-hole. And because he died does not change my opinion of him. He was a jerk. He was a grade A ass. I dealt with him. I did not like him. I threw him off the air on this station when it was its first iteration, when it was WMVP, Mm -hmm. AM 1000 back in the 90s. He was not a good guy to deal with. So my deepest sympathies to his family. Rest in peace. But you were a jerk. All right, Shay, what else do we have? <laughs> Body's still warm. Hey, deep, uh, deep respect uh, to the family, deepest sympathies. F you. Okay, so should I come on and go, yeah, he's great. Uh, no, I love it. That was awesome. I'm just honest. He was not a nice man. You know that he went to a game, I think it was at North Carolina, might have been Duke, but I think it was Carolina. Right. He shows up, he's Billy Packer. Okay. The young girl's a student worker. Yes, sir, I need to see your credential again. Don't you know who I am? Stop. Yeah, She's do doing it. her job. Just stop. Billy Packer passing away at the age of 82. Shay, go ahead. <laughs> Hoodie, uh, James Dolan has threatened to take alcohol away at Rangers games at Madison Square Garden. The owner of the Knicks and the Rangers and the CEO of MSG threatening to take alcohol away at the games. This guy, a cat scan. So, talk about uh, a-holes. So, so, James Dolan... This, you know, he's trying to make, do a power play here because there's a problem with the alcohol sales at Mas- for Rangers games. I saw him on the Fox affiliate in New York talk about this in a talk show. And this is what he's threatening to do. But again, it's just bad PR. You know, you can say whatever you want about the owners in this town. The bad PR reigns with that guy, with the Knicks and the Rangers. Same guy that has facial recognition now, by the way. If you look like Charles Oakley, you can't get into the garden. You hear about this? Yes, and also if you are an attorney in any firm that has any litigation against any of his companies, facial recognition will go, excuse me, ma'am? Yes, what's your name? Michelle Hood. Mm -hmm. What do you do for a living? I'm an attorney. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed in. So now the ACLU, there are other groups that are getting involved saying, in fact, I think Letitia James is the attorney general of the state of New York. Mm Mm-hmm. She is considering filing an action against them, saying you cannot prevent someone with a ticket from coming into your game. Yes. This guy's out of his freaking mind. Yes, he is. To, to limit alcohol. I mean, it's something. It's not a surprise from Dolan, but for him to suggest that, <laughs> it just is, again, bad PR for the Rangers and or the Knicks at the Garden. Shay, what else do we have? Uh, Philadelphia fans are going to be in the spotlight this weekend with a home NFC championship game. Mm -hmm. Well, they're also in the news because Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid finally squared off at Wells Fargo in a basketball game uh, where the Phillies, or the Phillies, the Sixers beat the Nets. And Simmons was receiving FU chants from the crowd. He said, that's actually an improvement. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, this is Ben Simmons was supposed to be a guy that was going to be the next star along with Joel Embiid together, and it never worked out. 
And it, the, if we do a deeper dive on it, Cap, we could talk about mental hurdles or issues that he has. Ben Simmons has just been a disaster, just has been. No matter what he's going through or afraid to go to the foul line, all this stuff, afraid to shoot the basketball, it just the, – the amount of money that he's making versus the production that he's giving does not equate. I think it's very simple to say. It, it's a, I don't want to sling any arrows at this guy. He's obviously got some issues. I hope he gets the help he needs. I think he is. He's acknowledged – his therapist is helping him through certain things. Good for him. But there's something really odd going on there. I just you can't coddle him anymore. You just you just can't. I mean, ultimately you just have to play basketball. And there's times that he doesn't want to play, or when he does play, he's just underwhelming to me, I think, as a player. Nets are, are going around nicely, even though they're without Durant, but Ben Simmons, seven point four points a game, six rebounds. The modern day Magic Johnson. My ass. Oh, God. Remember we watched the video I showed it to you when he was with the Sixers? He was practicing with a cell phone. Remember? Yes. In his sweatsuit. Bulging out of his his sweatpants. And and finally they said, Doc Rivers goes, that's it. Get out. (laughs) He just. And and playing solid minutes, though, Cap. Right. I mean, like 29, 30 minutes a game more times than not. And still giving you single digits offensively. And. Is he a good defensive player? Yes, but you expect him to be a better two-way player than that. It just it's not working for him. Not working. Okay, what else do we have? Uh, two more, but this one I wanted to talk about on Tuesday. It's something I saw on my way home on Monday, and we never got a chance to bring it up. I was waiting for the bus, and there's a pigeon right in front of me. I've talked about these city pigeons getting audacious before. Yes. There's a woman in line in front of me with a pigeon right in front of her. I'm right behind her, so it's probably two feet away. This pigeon waits for her to walk up right in front of it, flies up, hits her in the face with its wing, and then flies a couple feet away and just lands and looks at her. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, yeah, that could be humans or pigeons in this town, in this city. Seriously, the same, it's the same result would happen, right? Crazy. Guy just brushing by somebody just trying to get out of my way. I got to move on to something else. My bodyguard walks me to the car every day. His name's Jonathan Hood. No. And there were a a flock of pigeons. Remember this? Yes. Right in front of the subway. Mm -hmm. He's just leading the way. Here it goes, Hood. Out of my way, pigeons. Remember that? (laughs) Yes, exactly. They all took off and flew right around our head. Because you know why? Because if they keep walking with us, they'll be in the car with us. My God. Y'all going up to the fifth floor. I got to get up there, too. You going to sixth? All right, Dingo. Can I get a smoke? (laughs) So what's going on today? What do you mean what's going on? You're a pigeon. Get out of here. Yeah. He goes right along with it. He's flying right by Hoodie's head. Yo, man, can I get some loose squares? No, I don't smoke. And you have a light. <laughs> get out of here, pigeon. City pigeons. I don't have a light. No. All right. Coming up, we have the Captain J-Hood Classic Cut of the Day. And also, Trace, Tracy's in the house. Tracy's in the house. All right. We'll talk uh, to Tracy. Gotta, she's in the other room talking with everybody. We got to reel her in. All right. So we have Tracy Butler from ABC 7 Eyewitness News. We'll get the latest on the weekend weather. And what's going on, by the way, in the uh, the uh, playoffs, Cap? The weather there. Let's find out because someone's going to be in KC. Tracy Butler next on Cap and J-Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago.
Let's go to the newsroom. ABC 7 Eyewitness News. Tracy Butler's with us. And Tracy here on Captain J Hood. Looks like it's a little cold, a little chilly, a lot of, a lot of snow out there. Ooh. <laughs> This is the highlight of my week. <laughs> Frowns and, and, sh- and shuddering and being mad at you for the weather. We n- Why do you have that hat on? What hat? Oh, my gosh. What hat? I walk Uh-oh. in here and that's the hat he's wearing? I wouldn't have the stones to do that. Do you even know? No, what's on my head? I'm like really kind of sad right now. Why? I, you've never offended me before in my life. Well, what hat am I wearing, Cap? NBC Five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You keep working, Tracy. Then we get a gig over there yeah, one day. Exactly right. <laughs> stay, Who knows? I might need stay one. Stay close to me. You can replace Alicia Roman. <laughs> I, I love her, and she's from the Pittsburgh area. Would you go to her funeral? Would you stop? <laughs> one week. We have one week where we don't do that. We didn't do it last week. I wasn't here. Because you weren't here. Thank goodness. Oh, I didn't say that. Tracy wow. is brought to you by Shady Rays, Waddle. So tell us a little bit about the weather for this weekend. What are, you, what are your expectations? Okay, so today, hey, we had our coldest temperature of the year so far. This morning, we dropped to 13 degrees. I mean, we haven't been that cold since late December. Mm-hmm. So, yes, all of your, your sound effects about people shuddering and being <laughs> mad at me. Yes. Yes, correct. <laughs> So, yeah, we are going to continue to see a little bit of light snow here through about 2, 3 o'clock this afternoon. We're seeing some right outside your window here. Kind of windy. We have wind chills still in the single digits. Tomorrow, I think most of the area tomorrow is going to get about 1 to 3 inches of snow. But if you're near the Wisconsin line, you're looking at maybe 4 or 5 inches of accumulation. So I graded you on the weather for this winter. Oh, boy. Would you like to know your letter grade? Do I get a sticker? What do yeah. I get for the grade? What? It better be an A+. plus. So I gave Tracy a grade yes. for her we- the weather that we have received in Chicago this winter. Yes, yes. Tracy gets an A+. Plus. Wow! Tracy, I haven't had to do any real shoveling. Aww. Cold, I can deal with the cold, whatever. It's Chicago, you expect cold. But the fact that I'm able to navigate my way downtown every day... There have been multiple days where I can actually go out for a walk downtown and it's, you know, 40 some degree. Tracy, you have been stellar. Now, your performance last summer left something to be lacking at times when I was getting 60 degree days in July. But other than that, you have done a stellar job. I am pleased to be in your company today. Thank you. Thank you. I am. And I'm not wearing any NBC gear. I can't. Hoodie, of all people. Of all people. Oh, you think that's I'm, funny? I got a CBS hoodie here too. <laughs> I'll put on a little CBS too for you. Do. Absolutely, just for you, just for you, Tracy. Now, okay, my, so the weekend, yeah, yeah. My uh, my partner's going to Kansas City to take on Cincinnati. So, what's the expectation of the KC? And kickoff temperature twenty two degrees. Oh boy. The wind chills during that game are probably going to be in the low to mid teens. I do see a little bit of a wind coming into play. Can I borrow those boots? Absolutely, you're going to need them. You're re- and some wool socks, too. Yeah. I would highly recommend it. I've got the nice warm coat. I've got the warm okay. hat gloves. Yeah. But What Danny about those hand said, warmers? What? Hand warmers? I you shake them any. up. I don't have any. You shake them up, and then they get hot, and they stay hot for like eight hours. Where do you buy those? You know what? I think I might have some 
over in the ABC7 Weather Center. That'd be see amazing. See if I have some. You're, they're yours. That'd be amazing. I will check. And I'll put my Ugg boots on and away we go. None for me? Not today. Wow, how about that? How about that? Well, let me pull out She's my... got ice cubes for you. Wait. I better go to the ABC7, ABC7 swag closet for a hoodie, obviously. Okay, well, I'm just going to go and get my... Mark Strell, Fox 32. <laughs> Get right here. Big Strell as we go to the Captain J. Hood Cut of the Day, brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Yo. Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. Cut it. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! Cap, nice job the other night on TV at the Illinois State Bradley game, Cookie. No, thanks, Cookie. That was a fun game, man. Overtime. A lot of fun to call that one. What about me? John Rooney. I was on the broadcast, too, Dino. <laughs> hey, Dino, what about Sorry, me? Uh, it's cool. Hey, uh, oh, it's not- cool. Uh, what about me? I call the White Sox World Series, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> on Chicago's Home for Sports. What about me, Cappy? <laughs> The Captain J Hood cut of the day. How did John Rooney get in here? I don't know. It's very strange that he got in here. Gosh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think that you're doing a terrific job, too. I know you don't want to hear from me. I do. But I I think you're doing a terrific job. Thank you. All I've had to do is use the broom, no shovel. The shovel's just sitting there lonely in the garage. Keep it lonely. (laughs) Yeah, I got no problem with that, man. (laughs) Got no problem. Well, we thank you for listening and calling in and twitching and being part of the program here on ESPN 1000. Hope that you're going to have a safe trip to Kansas City, pal. Thank you, pal. Looking forward to it. I've never been to an AFC or NFC title game, so I'm looking forward to that. And again, A-plus effort by you, Tracy Butler. Thank you. Don't come back sick. Please, just be healthy. I'll be, I land at 635 Monday morning, mm-hmm. right downtown, right oh here for the show, gosh. baby. 5 a.m. flight. I'll be here for you, Hoodie, if yes. he doesn't make yes, it. Yes, please do. Please do. <laughs> Thank you, Shay. Thank you, uh, Jay Moore. For Cap, I'm Jay Hood. Black and Abdallah are next in for Greeny on Chicago's Home for Sports. So long, everybody. Take that. From Chicago.